I kind of like being miserable. I'll hold out for Tommy Lee. He did try to waterboard me whilst he was high on Molly. She's ugly. back it is the baller lifestyle podcast from the ballerlifestyle.com i am as always your host brian beckner stoked you are joining us here for episode 103 103 of the program normally right here i give you guys the ways to contact the show but i'm concerned about that i'm concerned about the level of correspondence i get from you guys i really really need you guys to do a better job at this. And you know who I'm talking to. Maybe you're somebody that's never, that's thought, hey, I've never reached out before. Maybe you're somebody that reaches out often. Maybe you guys switch roles for a while. That's all I'm saying. If you want to send the show an email, you can do that. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. If you would like to leave us a voicemail, the number for that is 949-464-TBLS. You can also like our Facebook page, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook as well. I encourage you to subscribe on iTunes and just have the show delivered to you each week. Uh, joining me now, as always, co-host of the program, Ed Daly. Ed, how are you? I'm doing well. We, we, uh, I don't want to uh, delay the, uh, the next introduction. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Also joining us, special guest, occasional guest and contributor to the program. Of course, I'm talking about the great Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you, my friend? Hey, Hello, Jason. gentlemen. Hello, everybody. How are you? I got, I got a couple gripes I, I want to see if you guys oh, oh, share. Oh, into the gripes already. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. First, I like the guy. I probably have like seven, eight songs on my phone. Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> but wasn't it a bit excessive with the Bowie posts on Facebook uh, and social media the last couple of days? Like, I, I get he was influential in many ways, but was he the, like the most important person to every person you ever met? Jason Stewart, I'll I mean, weigh in. I mean, no, you. but it is, um, it is our, our time and space right now when everybody feels like their opinion is important and they have many platforms to express themselves and it's so trendy to love the person that just died. We are so like starving for content to tweet out and Instagram out to make ourselves feel better. That right, It's like, how can I make time. this about myself? How, yes. can I, how can I use this event so I can be part of the club and show you how it affected me from watching them on MTV in 1982? I, I, like, I feel like that's death in general when people die. That's the way people process it in terms of how it affects them. Yeah, I I I, I like the guy, but like you know, yeah. it's just you know uh, enough. Like he he could have affected some of the people a lot. He did not affect all of the people a lot. Like you know, the guy was was mainly a popular guy in the seventies. So I refuse to believe that every person in their twenty you know twenty six year olds 
are all deeply affected equally. Like, that's just not possible. 26-year-olds definitely do not know who David Bowie is. Right. But but there are plenty of people everywhere, like, going on and on. Like, yeah, he he, I'm not saying that it, you know, nobody deserved to have this opinion, but why did everyone have to be going on and on? It was like two straight days of people posting about David Bowie. I did, I did wake up. It was weird because the night before I had I had just been this music blog that I follow had this sort of career retrospective post about David Bowie and I almost shared it on Facebook because I thought it was really cool and then the, <laughs> and then the next morning I woke up and the guy was fucking dead and it's just always kind of shocking when someone like I mean I didn't know the guy obviously but I didn't know he was sick and it just didn't seem like anyone knew that he was sick right That's a report yeah he kept it a secret yeah. Uh, but yeah, I woke up that morning and I opened my Instagram while I was taking my morning piss and it was just page after, I mean, post after post after post after post. And I will agree with that. It was a little excessive. That said, still a tremendous loss to the world. The guy was a fantastic artist. It's, uh, to, yes. me, to me, it's like, it's one of these things. He, he's, he was a creative guy. He did a lot of things, but the story that just hasn't been making the rounds enough and I couldn't get enough of it when it was first rumored, and I really hoped it was true, was when that he and Mick Jagger, when they, um, when they covered that Dancing in the Street song in the 80s, they had a lot of sex on that set, like coke-filled sex. And then the old explanation was like, these guys have like tapped so much ass in their day, female, that they've, they've just said, we're going to take it out on each other on this video. <laughs> Yeah, they they just they got they got totally uh, tired of it. And isn't that what happened to Dave Navarro too? You, 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 this is the thing <laughs> that I've heard people say about a, a, a lot of people that they just got some guys get so much pussy that they actually get sick of pussy, and they <laughs> right. and they're they're like, I'll just switch to dudes. Like pussy's boring now. I right. want to suck a dick. Right. Like Jagger was just one of those fellas with one too many hotel friendships. Yeah, it just it just doesn't that just it doesn't. I don't know. Obviously, none of us can speak to that. None of us have had that or just batting away. Like we don't have to leave the house with a boat oar to whack away the <laughs> pussy that's that's attacking us. The the hordes of ravenous poon. But I feel like yeah, it might get a little annoying. But I just don't foresee a day or a time where I ever could possibly say this is enough. I've had enough. Yeah, we need, I mean, that number has to climb into the, you know, five digits like before I'm starting to feel that way. <laughs> yes. Agreed. So I don't know about that, but you know, these times are different. You know, people, there was an ambiguity there. I'm, I'm not buying it, but uh, also one of those weird things that growing up you, there was no internet and yet no matter where you lived, Everyone knew the same uh, urban legends like that. that oh, the, the Rod Stewart semen? Rod stomach. Stewart had to have his stomach pumped. Richard Gere got a, had to have a gerbil removed from his asshole. Right. All, all sort of quasi-gay Yeah, and we're, we're on and we're on different coasts, and there was no yes. internet. Like, no, where, this is where around the world. From? Yes, absolutely. And same, same with the Mick Jagger. Like, Mick Jagger and David Bowie do an awful song cover together and a, and a a pretty femmy video like it was the 80s and they were both wearing like billowing shirts and billowing it's pretty pants. uncomfortable 
Yeah, and they were like dancing behind each other and like looking in each other's <laughs> eyes, like side, like bouncing across each other's shoulders and looking back in each other's eyes. And it was odd. But it's yeah. just weird that some somewhere a rumor starts. Like were yeah. were were they like were people like mailing rumors around the country to each other? Like how how did we ham radio? Was ham radio to blame? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe it was truckers. They'd come into a town, CB. get on the CB, and be like, breaker, breaker, hey, Richard's here, just uh, just got a, a gerbil in his ass. Yeah, exactly. It's like, the, it's, it's like a game of telephone. telephone. Like it's, in California, it starts off, they, they made a video, and by the time it gets to New York, it's they were having wild right. yes. gay sex. That's right. Full on ski polling between takes. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not buying any of it, by the way. All those dudes are super hetero. Yeah. Um, uh, and Ed and I were talking about something before the show, and by the time this show drops, as the mm. kids like to say, this wow. will have already happened. But Powerball Fever is sweeping the nation. Are you guys caught up in Powerball Fever? Sure. You know, I I, I regret one time I got involved in one of those things because I was in an office, and yeah, you know, the people next to me are like, "All right, we're all in." So. It would break my spirit if art from accounting one is, and you didn't you know, sipping one on a, a cold beverage on the beach while I'm sitting in the cubicle. And so I, I was like, all right, I'll join you, knowing I was going to lose. Like that of was the course. last time. That was probably 2000, 1999. Yeah. That was the last time I bought any I, lottery. If I see, you know, if I'm pumping gas and I see, and it's stupid. This is stupid. This is this is a fallacy of logic that I. I'm fully aware of, and yet I still give into it. If I'm pumping gas and I look over at the at the gas station, they always have what the jackpots are out at. And if I see right. three digits, I might peel a dollar out of my wallet and go buy a ticket. I'm ashamed to admit that. I did see I, it outside of Bodega uh, yesterday. It said something like, "Like you know how they run out of numbers when they're putting it." And it said. It's up to nine hundred ninety nine, yeah. and then the guy wrote underneath billions. I was like, "Well, maybe that's, I should buy some nine hundred ninety nine billions." That's, that's yeah, that's like. Be. I mean, I could, I could, you know, really be a mover and shaker if I had nine hundred ninety nine billion. Yeah, you'd be like a Bond villain at that point, right? Like you'd have right. an island with a fucking missile silo on it, and all like all sorts of like flying things and. Yeah, it wouldn't be good for Bieber if I had nine hundred ninety nine no, billion. No, no, you'd fuck him up. No, uh, but but we can all agree the lottery very very stupid and yes. people that, like if you're gonna play and of course the jackpot I think the jackpot's gonna be like one point five billion or something something ridiculous. It it wouldn't be to that level if dumbs didn't think that they were increasing their odds by buying more tickets. Yeah, like I you get six tickets and you really you really have a great shot now. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's if you I mean if you're going to play and it's, you know, it's not it's you don't have to put a lot of skin in the game. So, yeah, there's a an, an infinitesimal chance you could win, but you're only throwing a do- dollar at it anyway. But people that right. are throwing like a hundred bucks at it, you you have still the same infinitesimal chance, whether you throw a right. hundred or ten thousand dollars at it. So just throw a dollar, just one dollar is the is the amount. Right. I think a Powerball is two dollars though, so two. And I love two I love people that. playing their lucky numbers. Yeah. Well, what 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 luck has the, have those numbers brought you? Your your brother's birthday and your your favorite player's number like that's not luck. Those are just the only numbers you could come up with. 
Also, the balls go up to 69. Your brother wasn't born on the 66th of the month. Like, you're going to get a disproportionate <laughs> number of 1 through 31 if you, you know, you're, you're really True. limiting your chances even more. I don't know. Fuck that, that, that reminds me, side note, by the way. Yeah, uh, chime in, Jason. I was in the pharmacy the other day, and this, uh, I don't know, middle-aged woman. Uh, were you, what, that, Jason, what were you doing at the, at the pharmacy? Were you just, just were, getting some, some medication? Were you picking up a salve? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I was in line to get medication and yeah. you overhear. Not a salve though. Right? Not a salve or lotion of any kind. No, okay. no nothing like that. Okay. I don't continue. do that. So okay. the, uh, the pharmacist always asks for your birthday, right? And yeah. does. this woman in front of me, very like loudly and clearly, uh, said her month and her day, and then she's like, 1962. <laughs> 1962. As, as, like, like, right. like there was, yeah. there was yeah. an outside yeah. shot. She was yeah. before the Civil War. Yeah. She was 1862. Yeah, it's as if the century needed to be stated. In that, in that <laughs> yeah, you, just, you just have to say, what you're saying is you just have to say the last two. Six, yeah, 62 numbers. probably does it. Yeah. yeah, it probably gets you there. I agree. Okay, let's, let's catch up on some email, and then we can get into our stories. First email. This is from Pete Shalitsky, regular correspondent. This is for Ed. Ed, any updates on Craigslist threesome guy? Also, catch any of these dead and company shows. I hear Mayor brought the fire. Ed, that one's for you. Um, sadly, I don't have any updates on Craigslist, Craigslist threesome. Are you talking about the Grateful Dead? Yeah, that's or is right. It the, some, the Grateful Dead had re- John- Yes. And John Mayer, is he, is that who we're talking about? Like, yes. I don't, he's part of the Grateful Dead, like, scene? So the Grateful Dead have reunited, and as part of their, or, or, or some of the Grateful Dead, I believe, like, the two drummers, there's two drummers in the Grateful Dead. The two drummers and Bobby Weir, the guitar player, have, are touring with John Mayer as part of the band. Have you, have you been, are you in on that? I mean, they they are really. I know art is a matter of opinion, but not. I mean, they're really bad. Like they don't. They don't have one catchy tune. No, it's not your no, thing. no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It's not. It shouldn't be anyone's thing. They're terrible. Yes. Okay. Uh, I will say this about Mayer. If, if he's he's a pretty skilled musician, if he's not playing the songs he's written, he's a coxman too. And that is the other thing. Real, real Slayer. He banged Jennifer Aniston, which is a high, gets a lot of respect. Like, if I saw the guy, I'd throw him some knucks. I yeah, might, a lot of, I might lot of even, girls in their prime. Not, not just her. He's right. gotten a bunch. I might even ask him to smell those knucks. I'd be oh. like, hey, John Mayer, can I get a sniff of those fingers there, buddy? Like, I bet those things have been some places. Like, uh, talk yeah, about real talk Coxman. slaying someone in, his, like, in their prime. Yeah, I tell me. He got Jessica Simpson right after Nick. She left Nick yes. Lachey. Yeah. And didn't he make some like really candid public Sex, comments? Sexual dynamo. Yeah. 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 He said she was a great fuck, which she she pretended to be embarrassed about. But if someone says you're great at sex, I mean, there's no higher compliment, right? No. 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 You would think. Little, absolutely. I mean, every time I hear it about me, I'm like, yeah, hey, you're right. Okay. Another email, gentlemen. As 2015 has closed out, I have a few thoughts and updates I'd like to share. And this this is from Reed oh, in Houston. Update. We know what sport he's going to go to. He likes to talk about golf. I have yet to see a golfer wielding a firearm now that open wow. carry is allowed in Texas. We're big in Texas, so uh, that, that's good to know. 
Also, he sent us an email recently where we told him to quit his job. And Ed, <laughs> he did quit his job. He, oh, I, I su- so proud of you, buddy. I successfully managed to change and upgrade my job so that I no longer have the worst boss ever. Ever Great job, Reed. He's also letting us know that he got engaged. Thanks for the update. Congratulations to you Congrats. and Natasha, Reed. And then he, here's the meat of it. I think you guys have some good taste when judging movies slash entertainment, so I always appreciate it when you give film slash TV show reviews. I've seen a few recently, and I am curious to get your thoughts on the following. Number one, Spotlight. Have either of you guys seen that movie? Yes. I heard it was good, but yeah, I mean, that's a tough, that's a heavy subject. I saw it. I saw it. And Jason Stewart, see if you agree. I thought it was fantastic. It's a great movie. Yeah, and, and the subject matter, though, it is, like, haunting. and disturbing. It was much more a story about the reporting than it Correct. was about the molestation. Like, the monster really never, like, uh, comes out. It's just how they found out about it, how they exposed it. It's pretty me, good. I, me, I me. love Keaton, too. I, I, I really should have seen He's it. great. Is it He's still great. in the theaters? It, I'm sure it is because it's, it's, a, you know, it's trying to get awards. some awards. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I, it should win awards. It it is that good. Um, really good movie. Ruffalo's kind of doing a weird thing. He's almost got like an Asperger-y thing, (laughs) uh, but he's good. Um, McAdams is good. And, uh, Keaton, of course, he's fantastic. Well, Uh, what about, uh, Liev Schreiber? Liev Schreiber, great. He comes off of the Ray Donovan role where he literally was molested by a priest. Oh, I don't see. I don't have Showtime. I've never seen Ray Donovan. Oh, I've so never I'm seen about either. a show that neither of you guys know about. And then he plays a, comp- a role that's completely the opposite of his Ray Donovan, which is kind of like a thug, badass. And he kind of plays like, what, a, uh, I guess, a, a boring, dull Jewish right. writer. And, uh, yeah. he's, he's also the voice of all the HBO sports documents. He's got, he's got a fantastic voice. He does 24 7. Yeah. yeah. The, guy's, the guy's got great pipes. Uh, also, he adds, does Tarantino look like Jaws from 007? And the answer he is does. yes. Yeah, he yes, looks exactly he like him these days. I made a tweet about it the other day. He looks exactly fucking like Jaws from 007. He does. Uh, that movie, I saw The Hateful Eight. The, hate, the Hateful Eight, yes. Uh, your review, Ed. Long. It's long. Uh, you know, I, it, it has a lot of great dialogue. It's just, you know... He, it needed a little editing. It it didn't have need to have two hours of dialogue before the action happens. I mean, that yeah. was a full three hour movie, and the last hour was by far the best. But yeah. it took it took a long time to get to point I, C. Essentially, the whole movie takes place in one room. So right. imagine being in a room with someone for three hours. Jason Stewart, have you seen Hateful Eight? I did, and how I how I describe it to people is that it's a hard movie to watch. Just like I think the last couple of Tarantino movies where you walk out, you don't really feel good about yourself. Um, you kind of lose faith in humanity um, that much more. And But I will say this. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee was was outstanding. Amazing performance. Lots of good performances in this movie. Russell, Russell's always good. He's yeah. good too. And I, I will say that the one guy that brings out any kind of entertaining quality in Samuel L. Jackson is Tarantino. Right. I think he played yeah, a good role. I think he might only be good in Tarantino movies. Well, he does. The problem is, he does a lot of movies. He works a lot, right. and he's he doesn't have. I don't think a lot of opportunity to work with really good source material. I thought. I mean, he's the star of the movie, and he yeah. is. He gives a. I wouldn't surprise to 
be surprised to see him nominated for Academy Award because it is that good of a performance from yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. It's it reminds you of just what a fantastic actor the guy is. Yeah, overall, I I'd say I liked the movie, but as I was sitting there, I was like, Jesus, this is a fucking long movie. It's a, like it's a pretty long movie. After the fact, I think I liked it more when I started thinking back on it. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, no, it's good. I, 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 it was long, but I wasn't like stern in my seat. I have a very short attention span, as you can imagine, and I didn't. I wasn't like annoyed at the longness of it. Speaking of long, The Revenant. Now I saw Hateful Eight on Saturday, and then I got, I got in line for The Revenant on Sunday, and the line was kind of long, and I was like, I don't know if I'm up for a back-to-back days of three-hour movies. So I, I have to bow out. I have not, I have yet to see The Revenant and I really want to see it. Yeah, have I want to see it. it. I'm going to see it this week. I did. I saw it. And um, I would say this. Again, not like, not unlike The Hateful Eight. It's really tough to watch. And when I say tough to watch, it's like, it's really violent. It's really real. And yeah. the direct, director goes places that... that In a ratu. Uh, American directors typically stop short of of, of yeah. showing. Oh yeah, ass rate. It, it, it's like the perfect like special effects that are kind of blended into a movie making where you don't even know that they're there, which is the best kind of special effects. Uh, Cap Leonardo DiCaprio is amazing, but you feel two two hours and forty five minutes because you feel how difficult it was to live at that point. You're right in the middle of everything. Yeah. To me, it was amazing movie making, but you can't like watch it at a crappy theater or on TV. You need to go to like one of those expensive theaters and take in the entire experience. Oh, yeah, the way, where you can like get bourbon in your seat. Yes. But I, I kind of like being miserable. I was thinking about this when I watched that show, The Nick. I like yeah. that show, The Nick, even though it's a good show. there's really no reason to like it. It's just misery. Yeah, it is. It's Well, it makes you really happy that you didn't grow oh, up at exactly. the turn of the century, the turn exactly. of the last century. How did anyone survive back then? Anyone. That's, that's the amazing thing about this one, too, is you realize just how hard it was to live. and then. It, but if you like being uncomfortable, Ed, it's two, two hours and 45 minutes of being uncomfortable. Like, that's what I like. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I really want to see it. Tom Hardy, dreamy. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, uh, speaking of the Nick, how weird is it that 120 years ago, which is not that long a time, that's just a few generations ago, right. Right. they if something was wrong with you, they would just go, I don't know, cut them open and see what's going on in there. Like, just <laughs> we'll figure it out once, once he's and, bleeding out. And now we live in a time where they can transplant somebody's cock onto you. I did see headlines about that, right? Yes. You can get a hand. You can get a new hand. They've transplanted faces. Yeah, but transplanted meat whistle. Jeez. Yes. I'd really, I'd be like, hey, can I hold out? Like, you get on the waiting list and they're like, Brian. All right, we got this Chinese man. We're gonna give <laughs> your you. number's up. We've gotten you a cock. I'd be like, okay, let me have a look. No, no, sorry. I'll, I'll wait for the next one. I'm going to green light the Jamaican one, but yeah, let me of hold course. off. Of course. <laughs> I'll hold up for Tommy Lee. Uh, okay. Ch- cheers to 2015 and keep balling in 2016. That's from our good friend Reed in Houston. Thanks, Reed. Here's another one. This is from John in Fullerton. He's, he I mean, he's things. He, we, we've, we've had a, a pretty rough stretch with John lately. Let's, yeah, I'm concerned. But look, here, here goes. Hey, amigos. I know I send some semi-gross stuff, but this is uh. serious. Oh, Have no. you ever had a girl put her finger in your asshole? John. 
if expected, is it cool? Does it work like American Pie? I don't even get that re- reference. I it, think he's talking about Road Trip. Road Trip. Oh, oh, yeah. Remember he gets they, milked. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, that's you need a skilled person to do about, that. Right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's the close. It's the closest I've ever come to hitting a girl. It honestly made me oh. feel vulnerable when she all of a sudden dipped into my mole factory. Make me feel whole. H-O-L-E. Good one, John. John of Fullerton, class of 2008, when I should have graduated, 2002 slash three-ish. John is just looking for reasons to talk about all the sex he's had and to be a little bit gross. He really is. Uh, a lot. I, you know, I, I would just say this. I'll, I'll answer. I'll go ahead and field this one. Okay. I would just say this. Be open to different experiences. Oh, no. But also, be... Make sure everything's on the table. Your likes and dislikes, your go-theirs, don't-go-theirs. And as a rule, try to have all the hair removed from your body, from your lower body. Like Trim it up. Make sure it's clean down there. That's all I'll say. Uh, okay, Ed, this is a sports talk show. What is going on in the world of sports? What do we need to know about? Well, ahead of last weekend's Bengals-Steelers game, uh, Cincinnati radio station WLW700 ran a Big Ben alert on its airwaves. The tri-state is currently under a Big Ben warning from now until early Sunday morning, the faux news report begins. The Steelers quarterback has been spotted in the downtown Cincinnati area. All females ages 18 to 40 are, are to use extreme caution, especially if they're if heavily consuming alcohol. Males should also be on the lookout just in case. If you see Big Ben and he flashes Little Ben... You are asked to report it to authorities immediately. The spot goes on. Uh, Brian and Jason, if you can look up, look past the sad attempt at comedy, don't you have to applaud WLW's desire to remind everyone of the monster under center for the Stillers? The answer is yes, Jason. Stewart. Like it's been it's been forgotten. It's. I, I think that he has pretty much skated on that whole thing. I mean, I'll I'll go one. One incident where you're accused of rape, and there might be some backstory that we don't know about, but what multiple accusations that, that were very similar, he obviously did not know when to say when to take no for an answer, and every opportunity us as media or the population sports population should get it to remind everyone that he's a, an accused rapist I, multiple I, times. It's because he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's I wonder. I, I that's part of it. Um, the he wasn't charged, which is a which is a big no, but, part of it. But I would I I've brought yeah. this up a lot both on this show and on my weekly radio appearance. Go go online. Do yourself a favor and just Google the words Ben Roethlisberger smoking gun, and you will be directed to that website, which contains the police report from his instant incident in Milledgeville, Georgia. And I would, all I would say is just read that police report and then ask yourself, is, is this something that should be forgotten or should it be discussed every single time this guy's name is brought up? Because I think it should. Is that the one and where he corners a girl like at a bar? Yeah, it was, it was like the o- yes. like the office of the bar. And, he had, and then he had one of his goons watch the door while he assaulted this person. Yeah, right. That's- and... But but back to I know you you were saying he wasn't convicted, but you know because Michael Vick could never throw a touch pass, 
he's yeah. still a pariah and it still gets brought up. But Roethlisberger is going to be a Hall of yes. Famer. Like he's yeah. he's that good and it's two that's Super why Bowls. And and Michael Vick is on this they're on the same team now. And and Michael Vick catches <laughs> way more shit. And yeah, what he did was disgusting, but he also went to prison and paid his debt to society. And those were fucking yeah. dogs. Ben is assaulting humans. humans. Well, I always feel I feel like the people people that have great empathy for the animal kingdom don't have the same empathy for human beings. I've, yeah. I, that's just something I've noticed. I want to yeah, say, continue, Jason. Go on. To button this up, I want to say on a, a popular local slash national show, I want to say that the uh, the callers' nicknames for. Roethlisberger went from Rothless Raper to Raplesburger to Raples Raper. <laughs> Those are all mistaken? great names. Yeah, I think, uh, and I think yeah. that works. I like yeah. the third one the best. Uh, okay, Ed, we are the uh, pro wrestling show of record here, obviously. You, you got a Jake the Snake story? I do. I do. And, we, and it's, it ties into NFL quarterbacks, too. Sort of NFL quarterbacks. And I know everyone uh, on the planet is tired about hearing the, about the mediocre not even mediocre, subpar Cleveland Browns quarterback who loves going to Vegas. Uh, you know, news surface that Johnny Manziel uh, has a new supporter, and that would be ex-wrestler Jake the Snake Roberts. Wow. Uh, here's a quote. I'm trying to get a hold of Johnny Manziel, and I'm going to tell that boy, you need to get on antabuse, uh, Roberts says. I understand where his head is at. I understand what it is to be Jake the Snake or Johnny Football. You got all these expectations from other people, not just yourself, but other people. You start being the party guy for them. Uh, coincidentally enough, guys, Jake the Snake is only a few weeks away from the premiere of his own documentary, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake. Uh, Brian and Jason, if Johnny Football ever does return that call, what do you think the Snake's first move will be to get Johnny sober? Will he put him in a month-long figure four leg lock or a 30-day sleeper hold? Um, okay. I'll, I'll let Brian okay. take that first. Obviously, guys, I'm not real keyed into the world of pro wrestling. I mean, I used to be. Those, those are wrestling yeah, those moves, are, Those right? are, and I believe, I, I mean, I was into wrestling, but then I turned 11. But Jake the Snake was one of the wrestlers when I was into wrestling, and I believe that the figure four leg lock was his finishing move. And then he would, ta- then he would take wow. a snake out of a bag and put it on top of the guy. I will say this. I haven't seen him in a while, and I was looking at his picture recently. Has he, he's not he holding up well. Like, he looks like if Sam Elliott was on an episode of Cops. Like Trailer <laughs> Park Sam Elliott. Like Sam Elliott got real into doing OxyContin. Like he's, got, he's very puffy, and I know the guy's been through the ringer. Uh, but, I, hey, Johnny Manziel could use the help. And Jake the Snake, he's he's been he, you know he's offering a solution. Maybe Johnny Manziel should take it up. I just can't imagine wanting to be sober when a guy who's who you're talking to is I mean double whammy. Not only is he a pro wrestler, but he's an exotic pet guy. <laughs> That's a great point, right? I mean, I mean, how can you not do great. drugs around that guy? You talk about two things that I couldn't be less into: exotic it's, pets or pro wrestling. Yeah, so I mean. So I'll, I guess I'll just answer your question by saying that it, he should pile drive him. That's the only move I know. And then, what is what exactly is ant abuse? Is that somebody who's a little too overzealous with a can of Raid? <laughs> yeah, 
That's right. Good one. Uh, okay, guys. I, I want to know. I want to take a poll. What are some of the scariest two-word phrases in the English language? I'll, I'll throw one out there. Genital herpes. Mm. Hot luck. That's, that's only one word. Baked goods. <laughs> Jason Stewart. I don't, I don't want to eat anyone's food. How about, how about another one? Neighbor introduction. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a bad one. Potluck yes. dinner. Yeah. I, I, I can't get the one that we always use on that one show I used uh, to work on. I, that, I can't get that out of my head. I can't think of any other two I, words. You're talking about plunger rape? Yes. Oh, after Louima? That is, that's an especially bad one. I've got a new one for you guys. See what you think. Is this the new leader in the clubhouse? Two words. Semen dentist. Oh, no. Dr. John Hall. This guy was a dentist in Cornelius, North Carolina, which is... It's odd that they do tooth fixing down there, but... Yeah, that's winter's yeah, bone territory, right? Um, he he got busted for experimenting in unconventional treatments. One day during a routine visit, he told a patient that he was going to, quote, put something in her mouth that would taste funny, but would stop the bleeding. Then he used a syringe to inject the fluid and told her to swallow it. That fluid was semen. Apparently, it was not the first time Dr. Hall had injected his own semen into his patients' mouths. Two of his employees got suspicious and started collecting leftover syringes he had left in his office. Apparently, at one point, they overheard the doctor telling his patients to swallow something, and at least one female patient objected to doing so on the grounds that the liquid he was preparing to inject, quote, smelled like sperm. Oh, no. Eventually, he was brought to court. He was charged with seven misdemeanor counts of sexual assault. Six former patients provided testimonies about how the doctor had incorporated his semen into their dental visits. Not what you're looking for out of a dentist. It's already stressful enough going there. Yeah, Another true. woman also alleged that Dr. Hall had pounced on her in the dental chair and began to, quote, gyrate against her lower body in a set sexual manner. Nobody. I don't, I don't think guys are supposed no. to gyrate. No. Also, not a good move to picking up chicks, just start rubbing your balls on them. I don't, I don't think they're into that. Yeah. <laughs> right. At least give them laughing gas first, yeah, right? Yeah, apparently this guy was eventually collar dead. He did a few months in the joint and had his life. Yeah. A few months. He got, he got off pretty, oh, no. Decades, you he mean, got right? Off Decades. Pretty light. But he had his license revoked. Okay. And you may be asking yourself, what's this guy up to these days? Well, we know. He's apparently taken his axe south of the border to the, much like the Nazis, to the Central American <laughs> island of Belize where he was able to obtain a dental license under the name Robert Bob Hall, a.k.a. Bob Bob Hall. Alas, the natives got wise, and his attempts to open a south-of-the-border practice were thwarted. Guys, 
should this guy have been given the death penalty for his crimes? And how quickly have the Kappa or Pike houses across the nation moved to adopt his methods as part of their hazing rituals? <laughs> I I really can't believe that that's only a couple months. That, it's crazy. I mean, that it's is crazy. horrendous. It's crazy. North and Carolina. And I was, I, you know, this this week I was getting ready to complain to my dentist because I think she did a lousy job on Whoa, a crown. female dentist. Wow. Of interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I don't right. know. I feel I feel like maybe, you know, don't, don't complain. It could be much You're worse. You're very apparently. vulnerable in that chair. That's for sure. Yeah. That's I'll a position see. of vulnerability. I, I'm not. I'm definitely not going to uh, try to dismiss the uh, violation of the feelings of the of the woman and the victims in this. But I do, I do want to say that this the person I feel sorry for the second most is the lackey in the attorney's office that had to do all of the oh, DNA yeah. stuff that that had yeah. to come up with the evidence. Just how how disgusting this case must have been. How did, how the hell did they corner this guy? Does it say in that story? Was it just testimonials leading to the same what? conclusion? Or I'm guessing they had to take DNA from each of them who, and then good, go back to him. Good question, Jason. Well, I, did I read somewhere? Did you mention that, the, that there were uh, right. used vials the, the laying around the office? His, like he was, his he was employees were too. onto him and they collected the, the semen filled uh, syringes. I will say this. One of the uh, one of the patients apparently said, "Hey, I don't want I don't want to want you um, injecting that into my mouth. It smells like sperm." Do you think she had to do that thing where she was like, "Hey, that smells like sperm," or or, or what I heard, sperm smells. I mean, I've yeah. never smelled it myself, but I did. I once I had a scratch and sniff coloring right. book one time. It was a, like a sexual, and it had sperm smell because because I've never smelled it. Yeah, and you better hope like she wasn't there with like her son or daughter yeah. being like, uh, yeah, that smells like uh, something. That, that's a very good point, Notice. I didn't even think about the first time. You have to be very familiar with what semen tastes like yes. to even yeah. detect that. Like, I wouldn't know. I would be yeah. like, this but is gross. They, they didn't. They didn't mention. Did it stop the bleeding? Good question. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he was on to something. Yeah, and. I did a little research because I was looking and it's like, well, he chose Belize. I don't really know much about Belize. So I looked up Belize fun facts and he did probably find, you know, they, they stopped him. But that probably is the right community to let in a monster because they, they don't seem sophisticated. <laughs> I read that pe- people in Belize are afraid of swimming on Good Friday. They fear they will turn into fish if they Interesting. do. Interesting. Wow. Um, they also believe in a thumbless dwarf that punishes children who kill animals. Not really sure why that exists. And they have their own version of Bigfoot called El Sisimido. And he has no knees and his feet are backward and he likes flesh. I don't feel like he'd be able to chase you very easily. I mean, just the backwards feet is, is tough, but no knees. I mean, he'd, he'd, have to, he'd have to backpedal like Darrell Revis to get after you. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. That's true. Okay, one more, guys. Okay. Tourism in Brussels has apparently taken a hit after the Paris terrorist attackers attackers used it as a base. Mm. And that's surprising considering the Belgian capital's reputation for excellent beer, 
cuisine, chocolate, and as Ed, I'm sure you can attest, the best red light district in all of Europe. There? Yeah, that's that's supposedly it's supposedly a sleeper. Oh, they're complete assholes there, by the boring way. Boring place. So to help increase the flow of visitors to taste their fantastic Trappist ales and friendly and welcoming French-speaking whores, the Belgian government has initiated the hashtag Call Brussels project, where tourists can use designated phones to ring locals and discuss what's happening in Brussels. I can't imagine. So basically, you just get off the plane... And you go to these phones and you pick them up and it'll just ring up somebody's house in Brussels and you can be like, hey, Gunter, the fuck, man? How's it going? Like, what's happening in town? Like, how's the red light? Where's the best place to get a beer? Like, museums, whatever. Like, hey, guys, should the localities of Hoboken and Culver City adopt similar programs? Can I count on you guys to be waiting by the phone? If somebody... Yeah, go ahead, Jason. I was just going to say that, is this a home phone thing? Yeah. Are yeah, you calling? Okay, so that, that kind of discounts most of the civilized world, right? Ed, da- Ed Daly has a home phone, by the way. Uh, my right. home phone is to buzz people in downstairs. It's hooked up to that. Mm-hmm. I don't and use that, it for other reasons. And will soon be uh, phoned by tourists asking you what the, yeah. the nearest way to the Statue of Liberty is. I mean, can you imagine some asshole wants you to, like, provide them with an itinerary for their trip? Unbelievable. I would immediately just, I mean, because you want to corral all the tourists. I would send them all to Times Square. I'd be yeah, like, there's, there's a great seafood restaurant. It's called the Bubba Gump Shrimp right. Factory. Right. Guy's American Kitchen. Yeah, guys. That's right. We've got, we've got a little underrated gem, this chef named Guy Fieri, and he's got this Guy's American Kitchen. Or maybe, you know, if Bubba Gump, the lines are too long, go to Red Lobster. It's right there. What? Maybe, maybe go to the M&M's world. It's great. Or maybe go the other direction and send them to the booth, Ed. Well, Just have them go put a coin in and see what's sadly, up. Sadly, they're they're pretty much out of service these days. There's, there's, all, no, there's no more booths. No, Giuliani took care of that. Oh, that sucks. But, but I yeah, I remember. I remember going to them in my youth. It was pretty funny. And isn't there also the opportunity for these randoms that you call to send you to a place where they will be there to murder you? Yeah, exactly. this is this is Belgium. Like well, these, you could. You could get uh, you could get Buffalo Bill answering the phone. You know who knows? These people are complete assholes, by the way. I mean, I I was there a couple of years ago, and they're like the bad stereotype of French, right? Like they're real angry and like kind of nasty, and they'll smoke cigarettes right in your kids' faces, kind of people. Well, they're like a combination of French and German. Like yes, what was not a good. bad bad yeah. combo. Okay, guys, it is time. Everybody's favorite portion of the show. Of course, that is when we talk about everything that is happening in the world of pop culture. The Bachelor. We just had the Golden Globes this weekend. All of the stuff that's happening in the world of pop culture. Of course, we do that with our very own pop culture slash Bachelor correspondent. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Hi, guys. I'm good. Hey, Fancy. What's cracking? Yo. Not a lot. We're just ta- we're just talking about a um, a dentist who uh-huh. um, used it as part of his practice. He would inject his patients' mouths with semen. Why? Presumably, his own. For what? For what? 
for purpose for sexual gratification. Oh my gosh, dentists are already it's, so creepy. It's, it's a freaky profession. They don't need any stories like this. Agreed. Yeah, I, I just wouldn't want to look in people's mouths. Like you, you no. gotta be disturbed to 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 take that profession on. And you know, nine mouths out of ten people disg- have bad breath, probably. Yes, mouths are disgusting. <laughs> yeah, they really are. I don't really want to look inside anyone's orifices. Did I hear it? As uh, a profession. Did I hear another laugh? Oh, yeah. J- Jason Stewart is in the house. Jason Stewart. Kate McManus, Jason What's Stewart. Up, buddy? Hello, Kate. Hi, how are you? Good. Looking forward to this. Okay, now that we got the pleasantries out of the way, Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? Let's get to this because I want to talk some Bachelor. All right, let's talk a couple of things before Bachelor. Um, firstly, big news of the week was the capture of Joaquin El Chapo Guzman, the man considered to be the world's most wanted drug lord. Um, and unwittingly, the capture was unwittingly aided by Sean Penn, none other than Sean Penn, who had had a private meeting with El Chaps um, and subsequent phone calls for a piece in Rolling Stone. Apparently, El Chapo wanted a biopic. Yeah, about himself. About himself made. Yeah. Sean Penn was very interested in doing it. Was he going to play El Chops? Yeah, he doesn't seem like he has the heft to play him. He's a great yeah, actor, but he's, yeah, they're both about the same height. There is but some, five four. Need a lot some, of girth. There's some yeah. talk that Penn could be liable for concealing and harboring a fugitive. The Mexican government's already launched well, he, an investigation he didn't into move the circumstances him into his house. Yeah, of the interview. I think he, we have to give Spicoli a pass on that one. He didn't have he didn't have him hanging out in his basement in his place in Marin County. Like he went to he went to see him as a journalist. Also, sadly, January 11th, the con- iconic musician David, David Bowie, Bowie yeah, we, succumbed we, to we cancer. You guys it. already talked about that? Yes. Sad, sad passing. Absolutely. Um, and then the Golden Globes, Sunday night. Hold on, hold on, hold on. One, one, thing on, one thing on that I read about El Chapo. Yeah. First of all, they put him back in the same prison. Same place. We, yeah. you, you're going to learn your lesson, Buster. Yeah. Right back to that cell. Is that their, like, highest security yes. prison? They're, and they're... Uh, Chances are they put him back on the first floor where he can have his... I, I read... There's a few things I read about the guy. He sent his tunnel makers to Germany to train with German engineers that's to, right. on how to make the best tunnels. That's true. That's, that's proper benchmark. Consulted with German engineers, also, true. Also, this guy is the world's biggest drunk, drug kingpin. This guy moves more weight than anybody in the world. And he says he hasn't done any drugs in like 20 years i mean you're in the drug business you have more access to the I best don't, drugs don't get high on your own supply I don't know. No. It, it always seems like such a waste to me such like, a bummer party every like, now and again yes throw a party i mean at least have some drugs at your parties well he Put probably is on the, he probably guests. is like on a, the first like an old floor. robin williams party where they yes, used to have ex- of blow yes exactly we all watch narcos yeah we know I how it works it yet. Oh, you should watch that. We know we know how this works, how this goes down. Yeah. And people are people are afraid the for their show. lives. Yeah. Right? Right. right. Also, El Chapo, I feel like Pablo Escobar is his style icon because he's really nailed that nineties El Traficante chic. Fucking guy's got some shirts. Uh, Jason Stewart, your thoughts on El Chapo's shirt game. On fire? Well, I, that, but I've always just been stunned by just how big a pub hound this guy is this guy is 
the Kardashian yeah. of drug cartels. I thought the whole key to these guys' survival was a low profile, but he's got social yeah. media working. He wants Rolling Stone. He wants high profile. He wanted and a movie also, about himself. All these pictures of him, not one white linen suit. I mean, come the fuck yeah. on. You're a drug yeah. dealer. No, he dresses, <laughs> like, he dresses like Escobar. Yeah. I meant narco trafficante. Yeah. Black, you, he should have the black shirt, white linen suit, a la Scarface. Yes. I mean, Tol- that's one of the perks of being a drug totally dealer. Agree. These totally Mexican agree. or South American <laughs> drug lords are notorious bad dressers. Agreed. Uh, okay, we'll see what happens with El Chapo. I, I, I see him getting out again. Kate. I mean, chances are. Uh, okay, now you can talk the gold. By the way, the linen? Oh, yeah. Linen? Not, not a very good thing to wear. Oh, it gets wrinkled very quickly. Yeah, it's, it's overrated. Yeah, I agree. Well, now they have linen blends that don't wrinkle Is so badly. Uh, but do yeah. they breathe? Yeah, yeah they it's do. probably ball, real my, sweaty. My balls yeah. get real sweaty in the summer. Yeah, they Bat wings in the summer. Yeah, I, I go through a lot of powder. A lot of times I'll repowder. All right. I'll it's reapply. Not I'm not afraid it's to going, reapply. It's not going to your hygiene yeah. habits. I get it all in there. I get it all between my legs, up in the crack. A lot of powder. <laughs> yeah, but there's okay. no that. But there's not enough powder to, to combat a linen blend. No, it's true, especially where you live, Ed, and the uh-uh. humidity. Yeah, really. Yeah, oh. it's like. Baking a cake down you, there. You need Baking natural fibers. Yeah. yeah. All summer. A cotton, cotton blend breeze. Is, with, Stick with, is cotton. with natural fibers. Oh, it is. You guys don't know anything about fabric. Yeah. Let's move on. No. I mean, of course we don't know anything about fabric. I know. We're hashtag hetero. Let's, so let's not talk about three, fabric. You got three heteros right here. Yeah. <laughs> we're, Super we're heteros. start talking about the bachelor. Yeah, okay. That's good point, Ed. Okay. Right. What, first of all, well, Golden Globes. Ricky Gervais. What did you guys think? He opened with a monologue. He had some pretty good jokes in it. There was one about Caitlyn Jenner not doing a lot for women drivers, which is yeah, funny. Yeah, that was kind of funny. He's, I, I don't know. I feel like the bloom is off the Ricky Gervais rose for me. I used to think he was really funny. Yeah. The stuff that, like the shows that he's made are fantastic. Yeah. But I think he's really sort of really in love with being Ricky Gervais, which yeah. props to him. Guys, he loves his dis humor. Guys, did you watch the show? I don't, I don't watch award shows. I did. So, I mean, the cringe-worthy stuff in between the awards, um, I thought was uh, was much more uncomfortable and shocking, obviously, yes. than the monologue. So, the highlighted by uh, the line right before bringing out Matt Damon, which was incredible. Oh, he's, uh, he said he said Matt Matt Damon is the only person Ben Affleck hasn't cheated on. <laughs> right, right, right. That's a great. That's a great joke. That's a good line. I mean, and that's the that's the, the genius of it is that these guys, these presenters, come right on. So like they're in an impossible situation. Yeah, they look like they're laughing at their friend or just dismiss the guy. I thought Damon handled it really well. Yeah. Oh, he he's, did. It was it was perfect. He's so and good. That, he's a good dude. And then Mel, uh, Mel Gibson actually handled it pretty well too. And then he went over and shook the guy's hand. And I don't know if you could be more harsh. Then Gervais has been on Mel Gibson now in two award shows. That's true. I do. I definitely like somebody taking a piss out of these, taking the piss out of these assholes because they're all so fucking full of themselves. So, well, you know, to Mel Gibson's credit, he knew what was coming his way, and he still right. agreed to do it. Right. So, yeah. I mean, he's kind of an asshole. I'll give him that. The all-time um, greatest award show was when Norm Macdonald hosted the ESPYS. It was the best. That was the greatest tape. Norm Macdonald was great. I still, I still, so probably good. about three times a year, I watch that monologue just to see all the idiot athletes just fucking sitting there stunned. <laughs> the, be- the best is that was right after Charles Woodson won the Heisman. He goes, "You won the Heisman. No one can ever take that away from you unless you uh, murder your ex-wife and yes. her wait- waiter boyfriend." Yes, so good. 
Uh, yeah, I, I would say, you know what I'll do? I'll post that on the Baller Lifestyle Facebook so page good. because it is that good. Uh, okay, Kate, what else is happening? Uh, yeah, no real big upsets except maybe that Rachel Bloom who beat Julia Louis-Dreyfus in Veep. And also the Martian won in who, who Best Motion Picture for Musical or Comedy. S- Ed, you won't know because she won for, there's a something called like Rachel. Her name's Rachel Bloom. Getting, She's in a show called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Like I said. She won in. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah, because Julia Louis-Dreyfus is fantastic. On she's these. so good, but I think she's won about like a half dozen of these. She could win it every year. Also, The Martian, which won in this category, was nominated in Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. That was a little what? weird. That was a little strange. Comedy. Yeah. Was there anything funny? I mean, I I like that movie, it, but I don't I don't no, think it was. I haven't a, seen it. Definitely wasn't marketed it was, or seen. It was like not a comedy. comedy. It was it was a good movie, but no, not a comedy. Um, yeah. Leo won his third globe. Of course, everyone's rooting Leo, for him to get an Oscar finally. Haven't seen The Revenant. We almost saw it on Sunday, but we'd already done one three-hour movie. We saw Hateful Eight, <laughs> yeah. and we weren't really up for like a back-to-back. I mentioned that you guys, to these guys. You guys are on the same page. Yeah, for sure. I, I, think, um, I think he wins his first Oscar, by the way. I think He's the, that good? He's that good? Amazing. I just think it's time, Jason, too. Jason Stewart, scale of one to ten. Tom Hardy's dreaminess. Nine. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah, agreed. Uh, 11. 10. 10. Uh, crowd favorite sliced Stallone won for best supporting actor, and everyone gave him a stand. I got, oh. I got to admit, good in he was good in it. I mean, it wasn't a great movie. He's not a great actor, but I, he's a fucking legend. <laughs> he is a and legend. And he's made so much. I was happy he won. He's made so much fucking money for all of the people in that town. When everybody got on their feet and gave him a standing ovation, I got to be honest, got, got a little dusty in the living room. Got a little teary. Also, he's got he's got like five different hair systems working. He's got <laughs> to cover up the back. He's got like a fake piece, like one of those pinned on pieces in the back, and then in the front, he's got all the plugs. The guy looks fantastic. We should all be on that much HGH and testosterone because the guy looks fucking amazing. You did spend some time standing right in front of the TV screen, looking at people's. Yeah, I need to see what's going on with people's hairlines. <laughs> yeah, a um, couple of cringeful moments. I thought Denzel, who accepted his um, what was it? What Cecil B. or yeah, the Lifetime, Lifetime Achievement, Achievement yeah. gave a really rambling speech because he forgot his glasses and couldn't read his notes. Now, and his wife kept trying to trying to chime in and it wasn't really on, working out. Hold on, hold on. I have I'm just gonna put this out there. It was a weird thing. He brought his whole family up there on stage. Oh, and he's like I, Which no one's ever done. I by forgot the way. my he's had a speech and he's like, I forgot my glasses and uh, uh you know, <laughs> just maybe my wife can help me. He's very uncomfortable. But it, it got me to thinking, a buddy of mine, his girlfriend had this grandpa, and he was from the fucking old country. He was from, he was like Sicilian or something. And the guy could not fucking read. And he would always play it off. Like if he was looking at a menu, he'd be like, oh, uh, I'll just, and he would just point to something or he would do the old I forgot my glasses. Can you tell me what this says right here? And this guy was able to make it through his whole life without being able to read and without anybody knowing he could. So what read. you're saying? So is you're Denzel saying Denzel's Dexter Manley? <laughs> I'm saying Denzel Washington can't read. But wow. what's he been doing with all those scripts? He gets all right. Gets his, okay, okay. His wife right. reads them. Yeah, he, he gets his. Lot. Yeah, he gets his wife to read them to him, and then he he's a fucking actor. He memorizes them. Big claim right here. 
Hey, I'm just just throwing it out there. Jason Stewart, your thoughts on I my mean, I, I truther, to, I need Denzel to poke, Washington truther. I need to poke holes in all this, only because, all right, well, if he can't read, let's back up. Yes. If his wife has indeed taught him the, the dialogue to every movie he's ever done. Continue, yes. Why, why couldn't they, in preparation of this, that they told him a, a few months ago he's going to win this award, why couldn't they do this, the exact same process with this one? Fighting criticism. But Damn yeah. you, Jason Stewart. <laughs> the fatal flaw in this entire thing is that he... He's he an actor and he, he memorizes, he he memorizes lines for a, yes. living, for a living. And he couldn't mm-hmm. freaking memorize a speech about himself. Perry Mason Jason Stewart, you fucking asshole. <laughs> um, Great point. The second cringeful moment was when Quentin Tarantino oh, that got was up weird. That to was weird. accept um, an award that Ennio Morricone won for best original score. He gave this incredibly tone deaf speech in which he used the word ghetto. And claimed that Ennio hadn't won an award in the U.S. before, which is untrue. This is his third Golden Globe. And (laughs) he had a weird, like, very, he looks like he's had a lot of work done. His face is looking weird. But the whole whole speech was just classic tone-deaf Tarantino. Where everyone was just like, what what the fuck is going on? He was drunk. He's always drunk. Yes. He was drunk. (laughs) He has a lot of hair dye in his hair. He looks like Jaws from Moonraker. Jason Stewart, your thoughts? Yeah, he. I mean, he just hasn't aged well. He's he's, no. he's fighting back the extra pounds for sure. Yeah, he's fat. He's not that old. He's only in his early 50s. He's had weird plastic surgery. Yeah, and weird he's face. always in the fake bake machine. And it, he's got that disgusting, like, 40 chins that they're all, like, tanned. And you can see the white in between the, the ripples. It's It's really not a good look. He looks very scary, and Kate McManus, we've reviewed this on this program before. He did try to waterboard me whilst he was high on Molly. He did, well, allegedly. Wow, the the greatest American filmmaker. No, he told me he was on ecstasy. Oh, okay. Uh, No, his work is fantastic, but it had to be a little bit freaky when he got, he was all sweaty. He got up real close to you. He's very big. Yes, I had to physically push him away from yes. me and sternly tell him it wasn't cool yeah. to try to drown me Interesting. with bottled water. The guy, the guy makes good movies. I will, I will agree with that. Okay, what um, else so, is going on in the world of Golden Globes, um, Kate? Big winner was The Revenant with um, one best picture and um, best director. My, Jason Stewart, I'll put this out, out to you. Speaking about hair, the director of The Revenant... His name escapes me. Inaratu. Yeah. That streak of white hair. Is that there on purpose or does it just grow like that? <laughs> um, I don't know. Some people have funky grays and whites in their hair. Is that He's outrageous got, he, there, Kate? Is that, is that way out? Yeah, Kate, your thoughts? I think it's a style choice. It's a style choice. It doesn't just grow like just, that. I don't think he has just one big you know how, thick strip of gray you know how hair. Sometimes people have a have a birthmark on their head know. and that just that maybe. one spot. He doesn't grows strike, like me, that. strike me as the kind of yeah, dude. Rasheed that Wallace. Yes, like Rasheed Wallace. He's he's Latin, so I don't know. I just wondered. Okay, what else is going on? Um I mean that's about it. I'm not gonna go through okay, the list of who won what. Um that Mr. Robot that we just binge watched because yeah. everyone said it was so great. Yeah. One best TV series drama. 
I gotta say, uh, that was yeah. a, that was a show of diminishing about, returns. The first episode was like, well, oh, this could be interesting. It and peaked then like episode end, three or yes, four. Totally. Brian and I also hated it by the end. Totally too. agree with you, Ed. Like, I will not be joining them for season two. Yes, I, episode four I was pretty into, and then I just could not get into one scene. It was the same fucking show the whole rest of the season. Yeah. I will say this about Christian Slater. What's that guy like? Five three. That guy is little. <laughs> oh, he won best supporting actor best, for that show too. Yeah. I thought you know the what guy, show is the... also dragging on? That fucking Making a Murderer. It's 10 of yes. the same episode. Yes. It's just yes. the guy hunched over a desk going, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And then uh, lots of phone calls and his round-headed mom. I love that show. It's oh. just the same, it's same scene is it, over and over again. Is it just me or is his mom, Dolores Avery, is she that guy from Scrooge that freezes to death in the sewer? She does, yeah, exactly. Same person? Yeah, who thinks uh, he's Richard Burton? Yes. No one makes me sadder on that show than Dolores. Yeah. Dolores looks she the same. She makes me want to cry every time, right time I see her. I've also, never seen a head like that. Also, they seem to have a thriving salvage business going. Why are they so fucking poor? Like, yeah. break break down all those cars and sell them for scrap. There's a lot of money in scrap I metal. I thought the China. same thing. I'm on, There's like, a lot of cars sitting around. It's, it's tough to get through. It's the yeah. same episode over and over again. Oh, I love like, it. Like, watch the Thin get, Blue Line, Errol get Morris enough. documentary. Yeah. You can cover all of this in two hours. Yeah. It doesn't need to be ten. It's long. And apparently, there was quite a bit left out. Am I the, am I the only one on this podcast who thinks that Doris is a little hot? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be. <laughs> Jay Stu. This is why we have you on. Uh, uh, All right. Before uh, we move on, also crowd favorite, John Hamm, best actor in a TV series drama. Guy's a man. Yeah. Well deserved. So fucking dreamy. Well deserved. I mean, there were a lot, a lot, there was a lot of moisture in the room when John Hamm got up there. Women like that guy. Yeah. Oh, and apparently Lady Gaga can actually won best um, supporting or best actress mm, in a leading role. That remains to be seen. It's on something story. I would never watch. I did yeah. see one. I saw that she won, and she beat Kirsten Dunst, who was fantastic in Fargo. Kirsten Dunst, um, yeah, a lot more upper body strength than I expected. I, yeah, her to have. I, a healthy set of cans. I noticed. I'm really uh, shocked so. by that. Yeah. Also, the snubbing of Fargo. Fargo won no awards. That was an upset. It was the Wolf fucking Hall best beat show on Fargo. television. I agree. She, she was show. fantastic in it. Yes, go. I think you can still stream it. The season's over, but I think Guys, you can stream it on FX.com or whatever. You gotta watch Fargo. It is so fucking good. So good. Love uh, it when we all agree on stuff. Okay, let's talk Bachelor. All right. Well, Jay now Stu. we're not all agreeing on something. <laughs> Jay Stu, you're the you're the guest of honor. Yes. Would you like to give kick, us, Would you like well, to kick it off? Give us your thoughts. We're through two episodes of The Bachelor so far, and I'll just throw it out to you. Um, I'm I'm going to go ahead and proclaim that Ben Higgins is a Chris Souls level tool. Would you agree, Jason? What well, you know? What I mean? I would say Chris has like a bubbly personality and is interesting compared to Ben. I I don't know if there has been a bigger zero on the show. I. I have a feeling he's really, really nice to look at. And I did like the very strategic shot last night where he's putting on his pants, but you had to, you saw yeah. the entire I, underwear. I rewound that. Yeah. And penis protrusion before he put it on. <laughs> yeah, he, like, show, he had some tiny whiteies on. Jace, do I love that you yes. caught that too? He, he wears grippers? 
No, it was like it was like um, like the little shorts, like lycra, like yeah, but not boxers. Yeah, not boxers. I just have a feeling we're going to see a lot of these attempts to make him seem interesting because when he starts talking, super dull. He's no personality. He's tall. He's good looking, but at the end of the day. He's a dude that sells software from Indiana. You know what he is? He's like, what, super, how, how have we ended up with this? He's what, super what, what vanilla. Chris yes. Souls was way more edgy. You know what I think about Chris Souls? I think he actually does have a personality. I think he was drunk throughout the whole season. <laughs> well, we're, we're in a place now where the last three Bachelors have been rejects from the Bachelorette. So we had Juan Pablo Galavis, arguably the worst Bachelor of all time. We've had Chris Souls, just a boring dude from Iowa. Now we have Ben Higgins, boring dude from Indiana. We need to get back to having princes. Uh, you know, like Harvard lot, like very like decorated, uh, you know, race car drivers, NFL quarterbacks. There need someone to be some a little re- some, edgy would be a nice some change. Some dudes with some gravitas. Like, because it's like Gary Busey on. Yeah, there you go. El Chapo. My favorite, my all-time favorite bachelor, of course. Oh, here we go. Is Byron Velvick, the bass fisher- <laughs> fisherman. I think he was like the fourth or fifth bachelor. That's when they tried to skew a little bit older. Guy had some fantastic hair. Byron Velvick. Who was yeah. the uh, Who was the guy who was like the real uh, card from the Bachelorette? And oh, the, on the Bachelor, he became unfunny and skip- Bob Guinea. Bob Guinea. What happened there? Like that—that that was the guy that I thought had the most potential. And I'm still waiting for well, that guy to just come on the he, show, not take himself too serious. Yeah. He set the precedent serious. for sexing, yeah. like, multiple girls he supposedly, before the fantasy suite. He supposedly, on the low end, slayed a half dozen of the contestants. <laughs> well, good for him, but none of that was on air, right? Right, this right. This is all well, behind the scenes? He was he was he was the fat contestant on the Bachelorette that was right. funny, and then when the sh- when he became the Bachelor, he got all skinny and in shape, and everyone was like, "Where's the fat funny guy?" And then he was just like a regular Bachelor dude, but apparently did a lot a lot of sexing on the show. Good for him, yeah, good for him. So I just want to talk about just quickly. I want to talk about there's always one very unstable chick, and this season yeah, it's late. There's always at least one. Um, Jay Stu, would you agree that she seems like the most unhinged? Like the talking about herself in the third person and just her overall demeanor and behavior. Do you think she's the most crazy that we've I, seen? I think Jubilee has a chance to to be that in this season. And well, I think I, Jubilee if you're asking might like overall some, in the history of the show, I don't know about that, but Lace Jubes definitely has yeah. some PTSD. I feel like she has the potential to fly off the handle at a moment's notice. <laughs> To do uh, something very violent, which we haven't seen, she, oh, they keep bringing her back. So with each episode, there's a chance she can do something hair. very violent. Well, I will say this about okay, Ju- Ed, Jubilee. She's she's named Jubilee, and she's got a titty tattoo. Let's fill it in. Ed, she is African-American. Her, her she's war veteran. She's yeah, 24. She, she's got a, an upper titty collarbone tattoo yeah, and then an upper thigh yeah, tattoo. Yeah. Ed, you would like her. She looks She looks like she could be in a Biggie video. She does. She she does look like it. Yeah, she's she's thick and she's shiny. Like she looks oh, good. She likes Lord of the Rings. That's a terrible movie. <laughs> no, no black person likes Lord of the Rings. She also likes. Country. That's a typo. No, country. that's impossible. Well, anyways, no. well, she, been- she 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 did cinch her uh, him saving her last night by telling him that she was an orphan. I mean, if you ever want to yes. get to the next show, <laughs> tell, tell the bachelor you were an orphan. Strategic. I mean. Uh, 
Great sob story. She's been in the shit in Jalalabad, so I would I would really not cross her if I were any of these broads. These broads don't know who they're messing with. Concur. Um, I'm Team Jojo. Oh, she's, she's my hot. favorite. She's super hot. She's got some personality. Jason Stewart, your thoughts on Jojo, the yeah. realtor? Yeah, I, I do like her, and I, was I think he was one of the four women that Ben uh, titled "bubbly" last night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but bubbly, he's got a I wealth of adjectives. He's got one of her favorite from. movies is Patch Adams. So there's a huge red flag there. <laughs> Literally the worst movie I've ever oh, seen. Fuck. <laughs> That's really ruined it for me. I might have to cut JoJo now. Oh I mean, God. come on, like she's definitely crazy. No yes. one likes that All movie. Right, no, it's an awful look movie. up um, Leah, who I think could be a dark horse here. Leah, what oh. is her favorite not, movie? See, I need him to get whittled down. I, I will say this. I'm looking at the the contestants here, and they've they've grayed out the ones that have been cut, and he's definitely going by looks because he's cutting all the least good but looking he's ones. Super simple. Yeah, good for him. Including Le- Mandy, by the way. Oh, she's Mandy was ugly. awful. The dentist. The yeah, fuck ugly. was she wearing yeah. on that group date? Those tight lycra flared bad, pants, bad with clothes, the print. really bad. Super outfits. unattractive. By the way, Amber kind of. Kind of an embarrassment to her race in that foot in that foot race against Mandy. <laughs> That's very well, well, yes. In her defense, her Mandy race? has like seven foot long legs. Yes, and she, Amber is more kind of the, squat. The, the black girl built. got smoked in the sprint. That's for sure. Yes, uh, I, Amber. Amber was on Bachelor in Paradise, and I thought she was super hot. And I don't know, she's done something I with don't her hair. Think she's super she's, hot. She does not look as good on the regular Bachelor, and I'm disappointed. Let's talk about also returnee Becca. Definitely in it Smoking to win it. Smoking hot. Do not let her stoner demeanor fool you. Just she's got some game. Yeah, she went. She got a one-on-one date, and she wore a super tight, like club MTV Mini dress. dress. Yeah, she was looking. And good. she was just like throwing baskets. Jason Stewart, your thoughts on Becca? Virgin, first yes. of all. Yeah, that should uh, be stated. Last time we saw her, Chris was saying, "I would have picked you if you liked me more." Um, yeah, and that's so true. she was a finalist in a a bachelor. And I'm going to proclaim right now for Amber and Becca and. The previous season with Nick and everything, I I don't think that they should allow these people to come on. It's 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 less interesting. It's a gimmick. It's, I don't think it's fair. And then Amber, she's not only was she a bachelor entity, she was Back a bachelor in paradise, paradise entity, yeah. and she spends all of last night complaining about not getting time. It's like you should know the didn't, strategy didn't of the Be- game. Was you Becca dumb on Bachelor in Paradise? No, she wasn't. She wasn't. Uh, she, yeah. Well, this you, Becca must be really dumb because they say. Again, their questionnaire can't live without, and that's where you say like, "Oh, your favorite, you know, song or something." She put food. Well, <laughs> of course you can't live without food. I mean, uh, she, nobody can live without food. She should have said water, but she's being, so, she's very literal. On the group date, Becca and JoJo teamed up, and they all the all the couples, all the girl teams, had to pick a state, like a shape of a state, yeah. and go up to a big oh, map yeah. of the this U.S. and put that state where it should be yes and what they had they took they took indiana they took indiana <laughs> and they turned it the like horizontal and put it yes. where kind of where pennsylvania yeah, they took is. indiana and they That's turned so it sideways so yes and put it where pennsylvania stupid. should be um i will although say, i wouldn't be able to do that i Sorry. will say this i would like to get becca and jojo in a group situation <laughs> if you I, know what i mean 
I would like to get them horizontal. Yeah, yes, yes. Turn their Indiana horizontal. Yes, Jason Stewart gets it, absolutely. I think Leah is a dark horse. She's going to be one to watch. Also, obviously, Lauren B., the flight attendant. I'll tell you right now, Amanda would be winning these things if she hadn't dropped two kids. She should have kept that. She should have kept those two trophies of hers a secret. Huge mistake. She has a baby voice. She talks in baby voice though, yeah. and you can only take so much of that. Yeah, that's true. She's pretty attractive. I'll I'll say this: the twins. What what are they still doing there? Like the producers obviously got a, a harebrained idea that having twins would be funny. I'm done with them. They got to go. They're not a funny guy. They're denying roses from more. Well, there's always a few broads. producers' picks, and in this. You know, where we are now, it's Lace, obviously, and the twins. Okay. Um, anything but, else? But, but you, will, yes, you, will, you will say this. Like, the twins, if you're going to have twins on a show like this, they need to be sexed up twins. A lot of innuendo, a lot of, like, yeah. insinuation stuff, and they're not. And what I've noticed, too, Great the point. FaceTime that they've gotten, and you sh- if you watch more of it, you need to let me know if you agree. There's an ugly twin and a nice-looking twin. And if you look at the picture... Emily's the ugly hey- one. No, 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 no. Oh, no, the, the ugly exact one. opposite. Yeah. I think Emily is the much more digestible well, I think, twin. I, I, think, I think they're both unattractive. I'm I, I don't shocked find that they're not forcing Ben to go on like date, one-on-one dates with both of them at the yeah. same time. Yeah, pit them against each other. Like, make them wrestle and fight. I wouldn't be surprised if that does happen. Yeah, make them stab each other in the back. Uh, okay. That's all I got. Give I've me- got a recap for this episode two up on the ballerlifestyle.com. If you guys want to read it, go check it out. But, okay, before we sign off, give me a top four. I'll start with you, Jason Stewart. Your top four bachelorette contestants at this point. Okay, well, I, I'm going to get my top four, and I'll start with Olivia, and I have to talk oh about God. Olivia. Okay. She, and, yes. and am I the only? I, I haven't. I don't really go on Twitter to see what everyone's saying. I don't. I don't go on Reality Steve. But am I the only one who thinks that she looks like the chick from Avatar? Like she can be that Her alien eyes are chick so looking in wide two different directions. You're yes. totally right. And what about the way I'm, she? I'm the hero that's never seen Avatar, by the way, and I never will. Jay uh, Stu. It's what a about her movie? Horrendous. Of course. And what she... about what's her favorite movie? No, he said Avatar's a horrendous movie. <laughs> oh yeah, it yes. is. What but about her go-to facial expression that, where she opens her, her mouth as wide as she can? Yes. Her I talk about all this on my recap, by the way. Yes, it's yes like, Jason. It's like a, a Seinfeld episode where she she's hot and then she starts making these facial expressions and it becomes very ugly and i hope ben realizes that so but i'll put her you, i'll put her at the top all you done is talk oh, shit on her and she's in your top 4 well just because she has him under that trance like oh, okay. she, she is the uh what was her name last year until he figured it out the drama oh. queen who cried a lot Bree? Uh, Bree or Brooke or whatever. No she had long she was like sort of asian looking long hair everyone thought yeah, she was going to win and, and remember, she came back as the uh, mutual bachelorette and got voted voted off. Yes. Oh uh, yeah, Brit. Brit, that's Brit. it. She's like the Brit of this season. That she'll yeah. be the front runner for the for like half of it, and then he'll figure her out. She is but the I'm, actual worst. I'd say Kayla's the Brit of the season. But continue. Okay, you, so you, I need four. I know. So, um, so you put Avatar as number one right now. JoJo's in the mix. Is Leah just to make sure? Which one is the uh, the flight attendant? It's Lauren B. Yeah, Lauren okay. B. I'll put Lauren B in my four, and then maybe as a dark horse, like sleeper, I might go with Jennifer, the uh, like the brunette 
that he seems to like a lot? Sure, the tall one. Okay, I've got, um, I don't know about right now, but just in general, like how it's going to play out. I've got Jojo, Leah, Lauren B, and Kayla. Oh, wow, Kayla, you're right. She's a little too smart for the room. Like she's, she seems to have her shit together and she's articulate. She's very, mm. she's well-spoken. She can string a sentence together, which is more than you can say for most of these girls. I am not into... I'm not, I'm not particularly attracted to Asian women. That's all I'll say. I think she'll be the bachelorette if she's not chosen. You heard it here on this podcast. I think she's cute. Here's my top four, which also you could just call the, this the top four. Number one, Becca. Huge fan. Massive fan. Really, really nothing wrong with Becca. Number two, JoJo. Banging. Super hot. Real, she's a realtor. She's got a career. I don't care about that. She's banging <laughs> as well. Uh, hold on. I do. I like. I do like Amber. But wild card. Shoshana, the Russian. Russians are very, very sneaky. Everyone knows that. <laughs> she could have been in the KGB. She barely speaks English, which could be a big benefit. Need to find out. Ben needs to find out before he picks her whether or not she has a mother, because Russian mothers are uh, could part be a problem. Pa- they're also yes. part of the package. Now, she'll be living with you. And fourth, personally, I'm gonna come right out and say it. I keep if I'm Ben, I keep Jubilee around for fantasy suites <laughs> because she knows what she's doing. And you get her in that fantasy suite, she's gonna try to win. She's going to get in there. She's going to make something happen. She's going to give you something <laughs> that you've never had before. What makes you think she knows what she's doing? If you're, She's been in the shit in Jalalabad. She's got a tattoo on her titty. Right, but warfare is not the same as sex. It isn't, but the kind of person that will go to war will challenge you for the bedroom title as well. That's all I'm saying. So what are the common denominators among the three of us? Jojo... And Love JoJo. Leah? No, I didn't pick Leah. You didn't pick Becca? I picked Lauren B. No, yeah. Becca's out of my top four. Oh my god, you're 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 a, you're a virgin shamer, Jason. Yeah, screw that. Uh, okay, excellent job, guys. Great, great, great input. This is the Bachelor show of record. I'm 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 all in. That that being said. This is the hottest group of Bachelor contestants I've seen in quite a long time. He's, he's rid the group of most of the dead weight at this point. He just needs to get rid of those twins, and then we'll be really moving. There's going to be a lot of making out going on on this show. I'm in. I'm all in, despite the boringness of this Bachelor. Uh, guys, excellent job. Ed Daly? Hey. Fa- fantastic work, as always. Yeah, great job, everyone. Kate McManus? Yeah, we killed. Great reporting, as always. I appreciate it. Thank you much. Jason Stewart, always, always, always enjoy having you as a guest. We will definitely catch up more throughout the season of The Bachelor. Let's do it. Love coming on, guys. Appreciate you having you on. So, for special guest Jason Stewart, for Ed Daly, for Kate McManus, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been The Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Later, everyone.